York and Chapel presents Brands That Matter, the weekly podcast that explores companies whose products, policies, or practices make the world a better place. Now here's your host, John Rarick. Thanks for joining us on Brands That Matter. Our guest today is Kim Kassar, VP of Marketing at Keiko. Kim, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Now, Kim, you've just given me a crash course on the sesame seed. Yes. Be- before we get into that, though, tell us a little bit about your company's got a whole portfolio of really amazing brands. Tell us about some of those and what they're called and where folks can find out about them. Sure. So uh, I work for a great company called Keiko. And at Keiko, we have over 100 different brands, all kosher certified. We are actually one of the largest kosher manufacturers and importers in the country. Um, and we have some ridiculously amazing brands, uh, brands like Tuscanini, as uh, we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, coming directly from Italy. Brands like Geffen, which is our highest standard of kosher certification. Brands like Kedem, which is the number one kosher grape juice, Concord grape juice in the country. And um, then some new and exciting brands like Beatology and Mighty Sesame. And you can find out all about them on Keiko.com. Wow. Thank you. That's great. So we were talking about tahini. Yes. So explain to us your, your new approach to this amazing product and, and what, what you've done with that. Sure. So tahini was new to me um, coming into Keiko. And uh, we partnered with a company called Roshti Foods, and, and they are one of the foremost purchasers of sesame seeds in the world. Um, the best sesame seeds I've come to learn come from Ethiopia. And they came to us and said, we want to make tahini the next hummus in the United States. And I said, OK, I'm ready. Why is it important? And they said, well, sesame seeds are are nutrient dense. Um, They offer a big punch for such a small seed. And tahini is basically that ingredient. So it's one ingredient. It's ground sesame seeds and nothing else. Um, And as we talk to folks in the U.S., one of the things that people are amazed with is it's only one ingredient. What do you mean it's one ingredient? Well, we just grind them up. We we mix them real hard. I'm I'm making this very technical. And we put it in a (laughs) bottle, and it's organic, and it's clean, and it's absolutely delicious. And for someone who has recently taken on a vegan diet, it is an amazing source of flavor and nutrients and good fats that you want in your diet. Excellent. So what what amazed me about this is you've got these two cultures colliding. Explain to my, my listeners what that's about. Sure. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, I have to say. So my company is a family-owned company, and um, we're owned by a very uh, orthodox Jewish culture, if you will. And this company that we've partnered with is in Israel, but the interesting nuance is that they are, too, a, a family-owned company, but they're Muslim. And if you you know, know what's going on, they're two very different cultures, very different religions. And we have come together um, as, as basically one unit, as a family even, to bring this product to the United States. And it's amazing to watch the joy with which, you know, our company owner and the owner of Rushdie Foods come together and go, yeah, you know, let's bring sesame seeds in a big way to the United States like they are brothers. Um, and, you know, to hear the owner of Rushdie Foods talk about his production lines and folks on his production lines coming from every background you can possibly imagine, Jewish, Muslim, you know, Buddhist, whatever you can imagine. He goes, and they stand hand in hand. And it's really, it's a family environment where we are coming together to do something bigger and something better. 
And I just sit back and go, wow, this is this is kind of really important. This is really cool. That's a great story to tell. And I can't think of any other product that that really brings those two vastly different cultures together. But when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. And food as a unifying force I, it really makes sense. When you think about that part of the world, every culture has its own flatbread or pita, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Maybe, it, maybe it opens up. Maybe it doesn't. Right. There's a hummus. There's a kebab. There's a falafel. And I think from the outsider looking in, they all look like the same product. But when you really get into it, they're vastly different. They are. Yeah. And I, I think you said it well. I think the one unifying thing in life is food. You know, it brings people together. You sit around a table. There's there's traditions around it. And from far away, sometimes it, it looks all the same, like, you know, hummus from one country might look the same. But then when you get into the nuances, the spices, the the process, and there's such pride that goes into every aspect and every, um, you know, culture's approach to different foods, you start to see the differences. Yeah, for, for our listeners who might not be familiar with the kosher certification process. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, the first thing I came to learn uh, upon coming to Keiko was it is not because the food is blessed. That does not make it kosher. Um, But the way I have come to learn about it is that kosher certification was basically the first quality control mechanism Ever. So, you know, I, I actually ran quality in my past life. And, and when I came into Keiko, I said, OK, you know, what what makes it kosher? And there are hundreds of kosher certifying agencies, you know, that look at different things depending on where you are in the world. But what it comes down to is how the ingredients are treated, how they are manufactured, how they are stored, the way the lines are cleaned, um, and, and, you know, dividing different ingredients so that they don't co-contaminate. It's really a, a, an amazingly old and efficient and accurate quality control system. Interesting. Okay. And and it, what are the similarities between the halal certification and kosher? Are, are they are they nearly the same or are there they're similar. And again, with kosher certification, having so many different certifying agencies, there are nuances and different, um, you know, rabbis will look at different elements. But, you know, there are similarities where, again, it comes down to how the product is processed, what's in it, what's not in it, um, you know, what you can eat and when you can eat. And, you know, between halal and, and kosher, they, they share a lot of similarities. And how are some of the ways we were talking about tahini? What is How are some of the ways that that someone off could just take tahini off the shelf and incorporate that into their diet. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm new to to tahini, and um, I've recently taken on a, a vegan diet. So, um, you know, I do what everyone else in the world does: go go to Instagram and you know find a bunch of recipes. <laughs> you know, is that what everyone does sure. for education? So, I started to come across all these Buddha bowls, and I was like, "Oh, that looks great! Chickpeas and spinach and all of these great fresh ingredients." And what I found was everybody was putting it on, uh, putting tahini on those bowls. Um, so, I think the first way people are using tahini is is definitely a hummus. Like you're making your own now. Uh, there's a bunch of great brands, but it's wonderful to, to make your own version. But then using it almost as a dressing or a dip. And what I love, and it was kind of a, a slow epiphany for me. I feel like I should have been faster on it. But I was like, wow, this tahini is one ingredient. There's no ingredients in it I don't want, right? So it's it's all nutrient dense. It's, it's good fat as you will. It's like the next avocado. Um, and I was like, I'm taking this beautiful bootable and I'm putting something on it that actually doesn't degrade the healthiness of the product. It actually enhances. And for me, I was like, there's no salad dressing that does that because you're kind of always putting a bad fat or, or maybe a not so good fat on it. And I was like, well, this is kind of genius. So I have the best recipe, by the way. I'm ready to share it with you. It's 
highly coveted. Let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So best way to use tahini. Mighty sesame. Squeeze and serve tahini, of course, available at Whole Foods. Um, but you take that, mix it with sriracha. A little bit of water to thin it and pour that over any salad or Buddha bowl. Just the right spice. Just the right nutrient-dense, beautiful coverage on your salad. It's amazing. I can drink it. It's so good. So, so, like, so like a tahini flavor bomb. If you will. <laughs> yeah, and I love spicy food, and I'm obsessed with sriracha. I put it on my popcorn. You know, like I need flavor. Especially as a vegan, you need flavor because you're not getting all of those nice fats from, from other things. Right. Um, so, you know, no cheese. And so sriracha and tahini have really filled a void in my life, which, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy that I, I found it. <laughs> So what will the product line look like? I'm sure it, will, it, it won't just be tahini, but it looks like you're incorporating it in a couple different things, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So tahini is, is where we wanted to start because we wanted to build a foundation. You know, you need to be expert. And you need to, to build the brand where it started. But from there, we're actually taking a very exciting twist into um, a snack bar. So we have a product that's hitting Walmart uh, in Q1, which is called uh, Mighty Sesame Tahini Bars. And it's a version of Halva if you will, which is a sweet sesame seed base. Um, it's vegan, so I can eat it by the truckload, and thank goodness they're free because I'd be in debt. Um, and they are gluten-free, and they are 100 calories per bar, and they're amazing with coffee, I'm just saying. Um, but they're, you know, it's it's kind of the easiest entry into tahini for the American consumer because it's in a form that you're used to eating. You know, you're used to, used to grab-and-go snacks, and now there's this delicious, sweet, you know, better-for-you snack that you can get you know, at your local Walmart. Yeah. And if, if all you need to do is go to any convenience store and the, the energy slash protein bar segment seems like it's growing every month. And this is a perfect fit in that, into that same segment. Absolutely. And what we noticed, um, and, and one of the reasons why we entered this space was I, I love uh, energy bars and snack bars, live by them. They're always in my bag because you never know if you're going to find lunch or breakfast or whatever. Um, but there was a lot of what we saw was a lot of the same, a lot of nut based, um, some seed based. The textures and the taste were very, very similar. And that's what we loved about tahini is, is because it's a ground sesame seed and because it's um, a bit sweeter, it's got a completely different taste and texture experience than what you're used to seeing in the snack bar. So you're looking to take a product. Here's, here's my question for you. You're looking to take a product that has a version of it has existed out in the marketplace for a long time, but very niche product. Mm -hmm. And really bring it wide to a much wider audience. What's the plan to do that? Because there's going to be an education process for that, obviously. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not an easy challenge. But our starting point is that we know to sell the product, all we need to do is get people to taste it. So the, you'll see a lot of demo tastings, um, experiential marketing from us, because people aren't familiar with the idea. And as soon as they take their first bite, um, they're kind of obsessed. And so our, our brand challenge, if you will, will be to get that in the hands of enough people across the United States. Nice. How can folks learn more about Mighty Sesame and, and all the other Keiko products as well? Sure. You can come visit us on Keiko.com to see our full portfolio of products or definitely check us out on Mighty Sesame on Instagram. Uh, we've got some cool stuff going there, a uh, lot of product information. Um, or you can go to MightySesame.com. Nice. Kim Kassar from Mighty Sesame and Keiko, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Join us next week for another episode of Brands That Matter. And please... Leave us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about York and Chapel, visit yorkandchapel.com.